This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, the deal is done. It is hot stove season. We got a big blockbuster to report. The Biden administration uh, is bringing Brittany Griner home, and that's a good thing for the for the Christmas season, or should I say, for the holiday season. Uh, all they had to give up was the Merchant of Death, one of the most wanted men in the world. I believe he was number one at one point, who uh, sold weapons around the world and was convicted of conspiring to kill Americans. That guy is free. That guy's going home to Russia. Not a good trade. Let me just say, not not the worst trade ever, because we got uh, Barack Obama who uh, gave up uh, four Taliban savages for deserter. But uh, once again, it appears the uh, Biden administration was taken to the cleaners. We'll give you the details and we'll introduce you to uh, Victor Boot, the merchant of death, the man they decided to uh, set free. Uh, not, pre- not a, not a pretty picture. Um, also we got uh, Duke university refusing to do a kidney transplant on a poor 14 year old kid because she wasn't vaccinated. Yes. Apparently we're still doing this. Um, the New York times they're on strike. They don't want uh, anybody to read the paper. And I'm here to say, I'm with you guys. I'm with you union members. Um, I'm not going to cross that picket line now or ever. I'll do you one better. I'll never read it again. How's that? Uh, Tom Brady has a new girlfriend. Xander Bogutz has a new team. <laughs> Those poor spunky Red Sox, that small market team just can't compete. It's a shame what's happened to baseball. And uh, we have our NFL picks with our favorite degenerate Montante. We'll get to that and lots more on today's Callahan show brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Here's the deal. Make it easy on yourself. I know you got some gifts to buy. You got that list in front of you. Well, take care of it right here. Omaha Steaks. Uh, everybody will love it. Everyone will be thrilled. There's just no doubt about it. The steak experts of Omaha Steaks have put together special gift packages to help the guest take the guest work out of gift giving and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use code word Jerry at checkout. Get $30 off. You can get their Butcher's Cut Filet, their air-chilled boneless chicken, and their awesome ultra-juicy burgers. You just can't go wrong here. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. It's a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code JERRY at checkout to get an extra $30 off. Minimum order may be required. Well, it is still breaking. It is it is big news. Um, Joe Biden has already taken a bow, taken a victory lap. Uh, he brought out uh, Brittany Griner's wife, Sherelle, uh, I believe the name is, and she did a nice job. No notes, did a nice job thanking everybody for getting Brittany home. Apparently, the deal was done in the UAE and. Uh, Brittany Griner, who was busted on February 17th in Russia with some hashish oil. That's it. And was sentenced to nine years of hard labor, was recently sent to a penal colony. Um, that's not uh, that's not happening. Uh, she's coming home. And uh, all it took was for Joe Biden to give up the most wanted man in the world. Somehow, I'm not surprised that uh, 
this lopsided deal was made by Dementia Joe. He's I'm just shocked he didn't do it before the midterms. But uh, the uh, there's a couple. I mean, this is a huge story on many levels, and we're going to get to all of it. Um, First of all, I know no one's surprised. I'm certainly no not surprised. But they left Paul Whalen, a 52 year old former Marine. They left him behind. Not not shocking. The, the the Biden administration left the Marine behind, left the white guy behind. I don't think they felt like they could get any political capital out of Whalen. Maybe hey, Biden mentioned him. We'll get to that. But maybe they are uh, working on a deal to bring Whalen home. I, uh, I maybe maybe we'll see. But uh, you, I have no doubt that uh, Brittany, who was uh, who was convicted uh, uh, just uh, ten months ago, is uh, much. Was that I'm sure they wanted her home much, much more. This is, you know, what they do. They, she, she's, she's black. She's lesbian. She's famous. I guarantee you that uh, it meant a lot more to Biden and the clowns in his administration, Tony Blinken, the whole rest of uh, Kamala. Uh, it's a good thing. We'll put that on the record. It's a good thing. Brittany Brenner's coming home. She was railroaded. She was an idiot for bringing that stuff into Russia where she worked. She should have known better. We'll find out soon, I think, whether she's still, you know, going to take a knee when they play the anthem. Or will she come back full of gratitude for the greatest country in the world, getting her home, getting her home for the holidays? That's a good thing. I assume her career in Russia is over. I assume lots of athletes are crossing Russia off their list of places they'd like to play overseas. Again, congratulations to Brittany, her family, her friends, everybody who tried to get her home. They succeeded. But at what point, what, at what point do you think Joe Biden and Tony Blinken and the rest of the lightweights who were doing this negotiation said, no, 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 that's asking too much. I mean, it's good. Diplomacy's good. These kind of things, you know, they're, they're, they're necessary. Um, it's, it's the obligation. It's the duty of your country to try to get your home. Unless of course you're in Afghanistan, then screw you. But but at what point, I can't help but wonder, do you think the Russians just asked for too much? At what point did Joe Biden draw the line and say, I can't give, I can't give you that. I mean, what you, you know, what, that's how these things work, right? This is a deal. It's a trade. It's a negotiation. And I can't help but wonder, they have to be laughing their asses off in Moscow right now saying, can you believe we got Victor Boot released? Can you believe we got the Merchant of Death coming home? I'll, I'll never understand. And I've read a lot of the stories. I don't really understand why they were so determined to get this evil bastard home. But they did it. They did it. You think people are happy in, uh, in, in America right now? How do you think they're feeling in Russia when they say, we got this this poor woman who was just just carrying a little weed. We got her, we gave her uh, away for a man who was once the most wanted man in the world. If you don't recall, you know, the details about Victor Boot, you really, uh, everyone's refusing to call him merchant of death on TV this morning. So oh, I know they're going to, they're going to cover this up, but they can't help it. 60 minutes did a story. How long ago? This was uh, in 2010 about Victor Boot. Uh, the man who was in a, um, a U.S. prison, but he is no longer. He is free. Um, this is, he was a former Russian military officer. 
he was uh, convicted of conspiring to kill Americans. He spent two and a half years. They caught him in Thailand, a major sting operation by multiple U.S. agencies. And how do they feel now? They caught the, the worst man in the world and uh, put him in prison. And now he's free. Uh, um, quote, this is from Michael Braun, former chief of operations for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, telling 60 Minutes, quote, Victor Boot, in my eyes, is one of the most dangerous men on the face of the earth. Braun told 60 Minutes, Boot first exploded on the scene in war-torn West Africa in the late 1980s, elevating bloody conflicts from machetes and single shot rifles to military grade assault rifles. They made a movie with Nicolas Cage based loosely on this guy, I believe it was called Lord of War, Lords of War. AK-47s, not by the thousands, by the tens of thousands is what he exported to Africa to escalate a civil war. He weaponized civil war in Africa. He transformed these young adolescent warriors into insidious, mindless, maniacally driven killing machines that operated with assembly line efficiencies. Uh, Boot for, uh, from Tajikistan, Tajikistan, formula, formerly a Soviet republic, is a mystery man who reportedly served in the Soviet Air Force and Intelligence Service. The U.S. indicted him on four terror-related charges, including, quote, conspiracy to kill Americans. So this monster with blood on his hands who conspired to kill Americans and uh, escalate civil wars all over the globe. I believe he, uh, he also uh, supplied the FARC, the terrorist outfit in Colombia with weapons. Uh, and the U S was after him for years. Uh, they finally got him. He, he had a fleet of cargo planes capable of transporting weapons and military equipment anywhere, anytime. More than 60 planes. <laughs> he had 60 planes to transport his, uh, his weapons to his customers around the world. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to imagine a worse person, a more dangerous person, a more deadly person. Uh, they got him in 2010 or 2009 in Thailand, brought him home, tried him, convicted him, put him in prison. And for some reason, the Russians really wanted to get him back. Uh, and then it was a, it was a proud day, a big day for the DEA and for, uh, for the U S in general catching this guy. I mean, hell they, he's the top of their list and he's bouncing around the world in his various jets and they finally caught him and bring him home. Well, no more. Uh, this would be 12 years later, and he is walking free. He's walking free because of trumped-up charges. Hell, maybe even a setup. I'd be curious to hear what Brittany Griner has to say when she gets home. Mm. It's down with, uh, I don't know, Robin Roberts or somebody. Maybe they set her up. Maybe she didn't even have cannabis. I'm, I don't care. It's such a minor thing, the idea that they're giving a, a woman nine years in in, in, in prison, hard labor, a penal colony, uh, is, is insane. But, uh, what, what did, what was the second choice for the Russians? If you said, no, you can't have the merchant of death at some point, we have to call this what it is. This is a insane 
lopsided bad deal. Again, I'd like to say it's the worst deal ever, but Barack's, I mean, uh, Biden's former boss, Barack Obama, gave up four high-ranking Taliban savages for one deserter in Bo Bergdahl. Shouldn't have given up anything. Shouldn't have given up whatever, a six-pack of beer for Bergdahl. Should have said, screw him, leave him there. But they they wanted him home. You know, bring all Americans home. He gave up Taliban, these Taliban commanders who immediately returned to the battlefield uh, determined to kill Americans. That would be the worst trade of all time. And I know there's everyone joking about, you know, Babe Ruth and, and Dennis Johnson for Rick Roby and all the bad deals that have been made. But this, this is just, this is serious stuff. I assume the merchant of death, Victor boot goes back into you know, his line of work, dealing, dealing arms, fighting, trying, conspiring to kill Americans. I mean, if he, well, what if they wanted, you know, some mass murderers? What if they said, you know, we'll take one of these school shooters? At what point did Biden stay? No, you can have whatever. We'll find some white collar Russian criminal that we have behind bars. That's the that's the uh, first question I have. At what point did they draw the line? My second question is, if you're an if you're a uh, American in a foreign country right now, a hostile foreign country, I think Joe Biden just. Uh, Put a big bow on top of you. You're sitting there. You are a sitting duck. Get the hell out. I mean, I would say that anyway. Why would you want to be in these places? But, you know, sometimes you have to make a living. If you're in uh, a hostile country and you're wondering, you know, what your price is, what, you know, what, what the price is on your head, I think you just found out there is no limit. They, they grab you. They can ask for terrorists. They can ask for murderers. They can ask for people who conspired to kill Americans and Joe Biden will make that deal. And everyone will celebrate say, and isn't this wonderful? No, it is not wonderful. It's good. It's good. She's home, but you got to have a, a better negotiator than that. Is there any doubt that Donald Trump would have had Brittany Griner home eight months ago and he wouldn't have given up uh, the merchant of death. I have no doubt. But uh, the other, the other uh, part of this is that uh, Paul Whelan and we heard his name and saw him and heard about him over and over again. When we talked about Brittany Griner and uh, potential swap, we thought we hoped he'd be part of the deal, but unfortunately for Paul Whelan, he's not famous. He's, he's just a, a former Marine who served his country and was set up and charged with espionage. He's been there since 2018. So he's been there in Russia doing a hard time for four years. But unfortunately for him, and he's a guy, he's white, he's a Marine, he can't dunk, he's not famous, so he will stay there. Another American left behind uh, by the Biden administration. It is really sad. And he, he Biden mentioned him. Brittany's wife mentioned him. Maybe there are negotiations ongoing. Maybe there's some other murder and scum that we could trade for Paul Whelan. But you can't sit there and boast and brag and say no, no one left behind when indeed you just left a, a, a Marine, a, a, a guy who uh, we believe is innocent. You can't leave him behind in a Russian prison in a Russian penal colony and say no American left behind. Um, the, the, the list of things, I mean, it's just amazing what uh, Kalishnikov, uh, what, uh, what uh, Boot <laughs> did. He sold 30,000 Kalishnikovs. He sold tons of C-4 and he sold 800 SAM surface-to-air missiles to the FARC, the Colombian 
a terrorist organ, uh, outfit was sentenced to 25 years. 25 years, how does he not get life? But he armed various terrorist outfits with the, with the express intent of killing Americans. And I don't know, are we going to see him on some some uh, you know, ski resort in Russia, some beach? Does he go back to work for Putin? Does he head to the war zone in Ukraine and start killing Ukrainians? Hey, uh, I mean, I know, again, you can, you can say this is a wonderful thing getting her home, but you can't say we made a good deal here. Nobody could say we made a good deal here, but I, uh, you know, I was expected Biden to take a victory lap. He took one this morning. He's already spoken. This is uh, probably called a lid after this. He's all worn out from his trip to Arizona, but do we have any uh, Joe Biden or What's her name again? Sherelle, right? Sherelle Griner. She took Brittany's last name. I believe her name is Sherelle Griner. She was she was pretty classy, man. She mentioned everybody. She didn't uh, appear to have notes written down or anything. And she mentioned uh, Waylon and then thanked everybody who was involved in the negotiation. But uh, let's watch Joe, who uh, doesn't normally make you know surprise appearances before the media, but he did to boast and brag and take a victory lap. Go ahead. Moments ago, standing together with her wife, Sherelle, uh, in the Oval Office, I spoke with Brittany Griner. She's safe. She's on a plane. She's on her way home. After months of being unjustly detained in Russia, held under intolerable circumstances, Brittany will soon be back in the arms of her loved ones, and, uh, and she should have been there all along. This is a day we've worked toward for a long time. We never stopped pushing for her release. It took painstaking and intense negotiations, and I want to thank all the hardworking public servants across my administration who worked tirelessly to secure her release. I mean, how how painstaking were those negotiations? Russia just probably kept going, no, we want the merchant of death. Well, we heard about it six months ago that they were talking about the merchant of death, and I assumed that the Biden administration came to their senses and said, that's too much. We need, we need to get realistic here, uh, Vladimir. Uh, we're, you know, we're, we're talking about somebody that you set up, somebody who had a little hashish oil. That's, that's I mean, that's, let's be honest. This is a joke. The, the whole world gets to see what happens when you detain Americans. You get to name your price. You get to, you get, to get terrorists released. Terrorists. It happened with Obama. When he gave up four, uh, was it four? Yeah, four terrorists. Four of the, this is from, uh, where do I got here? The New York Post and four of the five Taliban members. Re- oh, I'm sorry. He gave up five, five, four of them returned to the battlefield to fight and kill Americans. It's hard to top that. Obama was absolutely taken to the cleaners. That was a joke. And this is what you get. When you when you uh, negotiate with terrorists, not only when you go negotiate with terrorists, when you bend over backwards, when you bend over for terrorists, this is what you get: more demands for you to release terrorists. That wow. is amazing. When you look back at at uh, what we did, Bo Bergdahl was captured because he deserted. Bo Bergdahl in the search for him. I mean, this obviously the media doesn't tell you this because. Uh, uh, this is all on this blood is on the hands of Barack Obama. The people he released returned to the battlefield to kill Americans. There were at least nine 
U.S. troops who died trying to save this scumbag uh, deserter, trying to find him because he wandered off the base in Afghanistan and they went looking for him and they died in battles. Uh, He was charged with desertion um, and uh, he pleaded guilty and was sentenced to a dishonorable discharge. If you don't, if you, if you can't remember, this is one of the low points. Obviously, the Obama administration was eight years long. There were a lot of low points, but he hosted this guy's family in the Rose Garden, and his father spoke in 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 uh, Arabic or Farsi or whatever, and and seemed to be like sending signals to the, to the uh, to the enemy. It was so bizarre. Uh, I don't think. You could get lower than that. Really, uh, giving up all that for a deserter, a traitor. Uh, I'm not sure what he's doing these days. I'm not sure if he's in the U.S. Bo Bergdahl, or did he go back to his friends in Afghanistan? Uh, and I understand no no American left behind. But at some point, you cost you, you weigh the cost and the risk, and you say we're losing good men, real good men, special forces looking for him are dying in battles to try to bring home a deserter. I'm sorry, you don't do that. And you certainly don't give up five Taliban commanders, five bloodthirsty savages who return to the battlefield. You're never going to top that by Joe Biden. Again, was taken to the cleaners here. Joe Biden was, uh, was, was, was taken advantage of boy. Dave Portnoy is in the news again. Dave Portnoy. It looks like he turned on his man, Joe Biden. Portnoy said after the Dobbs decision, when the uh, Supreme court uh, agreed to let the States decide that what they wanted to do with, let the voters decide how they wanted to handle abortion. That upset Dave so much. He said he was going to vote for Biden over Trump. If they run, if they meet again, he was a Biden guy. He was going to vote with his friends at the New York times and business insider. He was, he was gone over to the dark side. Well, today Dave Portnoy tweets, this is great news to you. Google Victor boot and realized Biden just got taken to the woodshed. It has to go down as the most lopsided <laughs> trade in the history of trades. What happened to Griner was beyond effed, but this feels like a short-sighted PR stunt. Wow. Um, Portnoy is all in and, 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 and good for him because it is. I mean, I don't know if it's a PR stunt or it's just him serving his constituency. He wants, I mean, as soon as, you must understand that the Biden administration cares more about immutable characteristics, sexual orientation than anything. They like famous people, but a black lesbian being detained in Russia is a priority for them. So I don't think any price was too high. If the price for Paul Whelan, Whelan was anything like this, I could see them saying no deal. Mm. But Paul Whelan, again, is not famous. He's not a lesbian. He's not black. He's not a, a, I'm sure that offer was on the table for him. I'm sure that was, I'm sure that offer has been on the table for him since he was captured. And they said, no, it's just, yeah, well, you know, with her. Well, uh, we'll see. Maybe there's more, maybe the you know, wheels are in motion and Whelan, Whelan comes home, um, uh, but his family is, is not going to be happy. They can't speak out. You know, you can't have people speak out. You know, voice vociferously in his defense because they don't want to upset things. They want to keep lay low and hope for the best and hope that he's part of some future deal. They just hope that the U.S., the Biden administration is holding now some other murderous terrorist because they know that the no price is too high, that the Biden administration will give up any 
anything if it means uh, good uh, PR for a day. Uh, Cowboys linebacker, stud linebacker Micah Parsons uh, tweeted twice about this, and I'm actually kind of stunned at what he said. Uh, he, he took Biden's tweet um, with a picture saying that she's coming home, and he just said, we're still not voting for you. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, everyone will be happy as well they should. As well they should. Uh, and then oh, and there's, another, there's another one that's more towards the point of what we were just talking about. Um, he uh, had this to say. <laughs> We left the Marine. Hell no. Like a Parsons all in, man. I'm impressed with this. We left the Marine. Hell nah. Hell nah. Good for, good for Micah Parsons. See, here's the problem. The initial the euphoria. People will say, that's great. Brittany's home. She got screwed. She got rail, railroaded. It's good to have her home. And and Portnoy's right. You Google or you, uh, you know, watch that 60 Minutes piece or listen to what I just told you about what this international arms deal has done. We're not talking about a couple of people. We're talking hundreds, if not thousands of people dead because of this man. There's a reason he's called the merchant of death. We still don't know why Russia is so determined to get him home. I mean, I think one reason is it embarrasses Joe Biden is what it does. It embarrasses America. This is not a great day for America around the world. I mean, just think of people watching around the world and they say they gave up what? Even, I mean, just just on the simple uh, calculus of what this person did versus what that person did. Forget the fact that she's famous, and and you know she's six nine, and you know she's a lesbian with a with a uh, with a wife, which probably pisses people off, pisses off you know Russia. You can't do that in Russia, but. Mm-mm. Forget that. Just compare offenses strictly on that. You can't call it a good deal, a wise deal. I mean, that should be the measuring stick. What did he do versus what did she do? There should be some, 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 uh, some level. It should be comparable. It's a, you know, it should, this is just nuts. This is just insane. I can't imagine being Paul Whalen's family going on four, four or five years in prison for something he did not do. Um, she was, she had bad timing. Let's be honest. She got busted a few days before Russia invaded Ukraine. And, uh, you know, the Biden administration essentially declared war, a proxy war on Russia. Um, I'm a little surprised that it even happened at all, you know, but again, they're determined to get the uh, merchant of death home and they did. Congratulations to Vladimir Putin. He made a great deal. And the, uh, Joe Biden got absolutely hosed. I mean, seriously, just have him throw throw him in, and then just have like a a prisoner to be named later or some sort of weird scenario. Just I'll be curious. You know what? I, I I'm serious. Obviously, it's not going to happen with Biden. But if there were a DeSantis administration or another Republican administration in two years, praise God, please God, uh, bring an end to this uh, this disaster that is Joe Biden. But this would be a good role for Donald Trump. He could play the role of, you know, Henry Kissinger or Jesse Jackson, who used to go over and try to get people, get hostages freed. Trump would have gotten this done in a matter of days. He's got his flaws. We've certainly discussed them, but mm-hmm. this is something he was good at. Uh, he, if DeSantis is president, he, he would be, he could be a foreign policy emissary, go over to foreign lands. He was good at it. Go to the Middle East, negotiate a deal. He would have gotten this done. I'm not sure who did all the negotiation. That that lightweight Tony Blinken, maybe. 
Um, but uh, I still have a question. I don't know that I'll ever get an answer. What did Russia ask for that they didn't get? I mean, that's what you ask for in any negotiation. Both sides have to give. Tell me what Russia gave. Tell me that they gave an inch. Please tell me. You didn't just wait. I mean, I think the first time they asked for the merchant of death was what, six, seven, eight months ago. Mm-hmm. And they finally gave in. Uh, I guess I should be, I, I'm surprised that didn't happen a week before the midterms or a week before the Georgia runoff so that they could say, see, you know, Joe Biden did it again. He's on a roll. Yeah, sure he is. He's on a roll. All right, we'll give you, uh, keep you updated. This is breaking. This is fluid. She's not home yet. She's on her way. I'm sure they'll make a big deal out of it, make a big, have a big ceremony, a big thing at the airport. Uh, that's a good point. Everyone is joking about, if Paul Whalen is smart, he will come out as trans today. That's what he should do. Next next time he's in court, have like a wig and like big fake boobs and show up in court and say, you know, I'm going to live my true self. The Biden administration will fall over themselves to get him freed. But uh, I have, uh, I'm not confident. I'm not sure we have enough really, I'm not sure we have enough most wanted men in the world who Russia wants back. You know, maybe, maybe we do, maybe I don't know about them, but uh, uh, this is the guy they wanted. They got him. They didn't even have to give up the, uh, the former Marine. So uh, you know how we uh, pick winners and losers when the big trades happen in sports? Well, we're going to pick a winner and it sure ain't Joe Biden and the Biden regime. Yeah. This was uh he was taken to the cleaners. I'm happy for Brittany Griner, but God, this is just another embarrassment from the uh, Biden administration. All right. We got lots to get to. I just want to, before we move on, say again that my, I support, I'm 100% behind the union at the New York times. They have a New York times union with a thousand journalists. <laughs> that makes me laugh every time. The fact is New York Times doesn't have any journalists. They, they, they got rid of any journalists they had years ago. They have activists, they have political operatives uh, uh, posing as journalists. They walked off the job today. And uh, that's, you know, that's their right, their union. I love when, I mean, let's be honest, when liberals eat each other alive, nothing more enjoyable to me than watching that. And uh, that's what we're seeing at the New York times uh, this morning and the New York times union members, let me get the uh, tweet up uh, asking, you know, they're asking the public people, you know, who uh, read the New York times. I mean, I don't know anyone who does, but they're asking uh, for them to um, respect their picket line. And uh, let me get the tweet from uh, uh, that. They're asking people not to read the New York times today and not to uh, go to any of their platforms. And I'd just like to say, I'm with you guys. I'm with you. The, 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 I, I will, I'm going to commit. I'm so supportive of this union. I'm not going to read the New York Times today. I'm not going to go to their website. I'm going to, and I'm going to stick with it. I'm not, it's not a one day thing for me, man. I am so supportive of the guild here, the New York Times uh, reporters <laughs> union, that I, Vow to you guys, I will never read the New York Times again. I will never buy it. I've never bought it, but I'll continue. I will never go to the website. I will never support them because I'm that strongly supportive of the unions. And imagine these people. I guarantee you. 
I mean, I know how this stuff works. I guarantee you that of the 1,000 union employees who walked off the job in their one-day work stoppage, are probably averaging over 100 grand, uh, definitely probably averaging 150 grand. They probably work an average of about four hours a week. These are pampered pukes with liberal arts degrees, usually rich kids with connections. Uh, probably lots of them are, you know, quota hires and, they uh is that outside the new york times that's a union thing the rat <laughs> i was gonna say that's that's jerry when uh it says boycott the new york times he's <laughs> <laughs> front york lines times. the new york times oh what will we do without the new york times what will we do without the new york times covering up for uh spf oh does that mean we don't have enough we can't have another uh event with spf where we can give them a standing ovation well who's gonna cover the the scandal involving the biden administration and twitter Oh, wait, they never covered that anyway. <laughs> the New York Times is a joke. It's kind of, uh, it's it's disappointing that more people don't realize it, that it's not really a newspaper, that it's just the propaganda wing for the Biden administration or the Democratic Party. But uh, we're I don't know what the paper's going to look. I don't care. You know what? It'll be just like Twitter. Twitter, they uh, must laid off 7,000 people, whatever. It's three quarters of the people. And the product improved. He, he showed that there was just a lot of fat and waste and these people were not necessary. They weren't essential. Well, today, the New York Times is uh, going to, I assume they're going to put the product out with nothing but editors or wire service and nobody will know the difference except maybe they'll actually cover some news that, uh, that they normally wouldn't cover because, again, they're not really a newspaper. But good luck to the Guild. I'm with you. I hope you get everything. I hope you bleed that place dry. Uh, but, uh, all right, we got much more to get to. Let me see. Uh, I, I've, I'm reluctant to do this because it's so frustrating, so maddening. It's so insane. What we're, um, we're going to get to Kanye's song. I promise we're going to get to Kanye's song. If you haven't heard it or seen it yet, you can get it at infowars.com. <laughs> That's how nuts the world has gone. Kanye West has a new song video, the whole deal. And he posted on Instagram, it got yanked down and you can find it. I think you can find it on Twitter. That's where I found it, thankfully, because the, uh, you know, the, 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 the content, content moderators are gone. I want to do that. I want to do Duke university before we get to Kanye because Kanye's it's funnier, but if you haven't heard it, seen it yet, go to infowars.com while you're there, buy some canned meats for your, for your fallout shelter from, from Alex Jones. Uh, but, that's how crazy the world's gotten. Kanye West, one of the weirdest stars in the world, comes out with a new song, and you can only find it on Infowars. But I, we've done this for three years now. We've done these vaccine stories, these crazy, and it just get, it, it, it feels like I'm missing something. I'm missing something. We, we, we've known for over a year, well over a year, that the vaccines don't stop the spread. They don't stop you from getting COVID or spreading COVID. We've known it. It's fact. Even now, I mean, even when Twitter was banning some of the top authorities, Dr. Robert Malone, Peter McCullough, Alex Berenson, even when they were trying to control the message, the word got out. We know what what uh, the Biden administration is all about. They're all about helping Pfizer create more billionaires. They're all about increasing the revenues for Pfizer and Moderna. That's all they care about. They never, we know that, uh, that the evil elf, uh, uh, Fauci, you know, never mentioned anything about eating right, getting in shape, losing weight. Uh, 
things that really matter. All he wants you to do is get this useless shot. Again, if you're old, if you're fat, if you're uh, immunocompromised, definitely get it. If you're young and healthy, it's not necessary. It's just not. And the, the, the Biden administration is fighting hard to maintain the mandates in the military. They can't meet any of the recruiting goals. They don't care. They're determined to kick people out of the military. There's a good uh, tweet chain from uh, Rand Paul where he's uh, soliciting stories from military members who are getting kicked out. Just, I mean, these are salt of the earth studs, you know, people with families and, you know, kids and wives and who've gone through all kinds of training, hundreds and thousands of dollars worth of training that the U.S. taxpayers have paid for and they're being booted out because they have a religious objection or just an objection to getting an unnecessary vaccine. The Biden administration is so intransigent right now. They're so stubborn. They refuse to acknowledge the latest news and are sticking with it. Hell, we did this story two days ago. Pfizer is pushing for FDA approval of a vaccine for six month olds. Parents, thankfully, are pushing back and not getting it. But there's no end to this. There's no end to this vaccine insanity. And here's the latest. Duke University, which used to be a respected uh, school, is coming under fire for refusing a life-saving kidney transplant to a dying 14-year-old girl because she's not had the vaccine. Yes, you heard that right. A dying 14-year-old girl who, by the way, is a Ukrainian refugee. Remember when we used to love them? and respect them. Yulia, Yulia Hicks, who was rescued from an orphanage in Ukraine and adopted by a family in North Carolina after she came to the United States. The family, the Hicks family has 11 kids. They adopted her knowing she had a kidney problem and thinking she could get help in the U.S. These, these are just, you know, looking at it quickly here. These are great people. Tragically, Yulia has a genetic kidney disorder and the family brought her to Duke for medical assistance on November 29th. The Hicks family got some shocking news about their daughter. The school would not, uh, the school, the, the hospital would not give her a kidney transplant because she didn't have the vaccine. Ah, this is madness. This is absolute madness. So now they're looking for somewhere else. Let me see if I get the Duke. Uh, uh, we, this is from Duke's Catherine Thomas. I'm not sure what her title is. I can find it. She's the spokesman for Duke. We can't require you to do anything, but we can deny you because you're not following our recommendations. She said to the family, the recommendations to a sick 14-year-old girl needs life-saving surgery and they won't do it because she won't get vaccinated. And I, and, and I know you have, you have, Kareem John, you have KJP talking about this, right? Mm -hmm. I, I have this, I, I have this like demand every time I hear her or someone like this clown from Duke. I just have a simple question. Very, very simple. Why? Why should this? Why? Why? I know, you know, you're, I know you're a lot smarter than KJP Ironhead, but can you answer that question for me? She insists the Biden administration is sticking to their guns and insisting everyone in the military which includes a lot of badass tip uh, four, 20 year olds in tip top shape, physically healthy, thin, strong. Why 
Does the Biden administration want them to get this injection? Why does Duke University want this poor girl to get this injection? Why? Simple question. Power and the money uh, going in all his friends' pockets. You know what? There's you, here's, here's why these people, the vaccine cult, the, the COVID cult, has created more conspiracy theorists than anybody ever, than Alex Jones could ever dream of. Because there's no other logical explanation other than they're going to make money and they have power and they have control and they can. There's no other answer to the question, why does this poor 14-year-old girl, why does she need this injection? The question isn't, why don't you get it? That's up to her. That's up to her family. My question to the school, to the university, to the hospital, or to this clown at the White House is, why? Just answer me. Why? Why does the Biden administration want all this? We, we pledge you the quote from, from Kirby the other day thinking, we want everyone to be healthy. Okay, follow up to that. How does that make them healthy? How does an injection, a shot for a fit, healthy, young, thin, 20-year-old make them healthy? How? I feel like I've been talking about this for half my life, but it just insanity. Go ahead, play KJP. I want to play her. Obviously, she's dumb as a rock. But the follow-up here is why? Why does Joe Biden insist to the point where he's absolutely decimating the military? People are being kicked out, they're quitting, and they're not joining. We went over the numbers the other day. What was the Army had met like 15% of its recruiting goal? Navy was like 10%. They can't get people because these 18-year-old kids from Selma, Alabama aren't vaccinated, so they're not joining. Simple solution. I mean, I know nothing is simple with these people, but how about you just drop the mandate? Huh? Who's, who's against dropping the mandate? Who? I mean, I know there's some crazy Karens and the turtle boy be writing about, but who's against dropping a vaccine mandate? Now that they know the vaccine doesn't stop the spread, go ahead, play her before I lose my mind. Uh, what uh, what we think happened here is uh, Republicans in Congress have decided that they rather uh, f- rather fight against the health and well-being of our troops than protecting them. And we believe that it is a mistake what we saw uh, what we saw happen on the NDAA as it relates to the vaccine mandate. Okay, I play games with their health. Wow. How are they playing games with the health or risking the health of young, healthy soldiers and Marines by not forcing that unnecessary injection? Just insane. But uh, we'll keep that. We'll keep uh, on this uh, story out of Duke because this uh, it's, it's heartbreaking. I, I mean, uh, the, um, I think the family said that, yeah, they're seeking a transplant center that will not require the COVID shot. They're looking to, you know, uh, they're trying to raise money, raise 25000 to pay for expenses, uh, and trying to find a hospital that will perform this procedure on this poor kid. Just insane. Oh. All right, we're moving on. We're moving on. Oh, we didn't get to. Right, we'll do Kanye, and then we'll get to. I keep forgetting. we got to get to, to Montante, our NFL picks. Why are you, why are you, why are you not uh, telling me we got to move here? That's what Joe Biden is for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kanye's new song called what? Something to, uh, I don't know what it's called. Uh, his new track, Someday We'll All Be Free, 
it really, he was released yesterday, I believe on Instagram it had like 3 million views before they took it down. You could find it on Twitter and on infowars.com. but let's play a little bit. We got to play it all the way to the end because it's, I mean, I, I, this is not my thing. I'm not a hip hop guy. I think the song sucks, but people love Kanye. There's a lot of people looking for this. A lot of people looking, reading the lyrics. He's, he touches on a lot of relevant things. He talks about his uh, stupid DEFCON 3 thing and all that. But uh, let's listen to at least uh, a, a snippet of Kanye's new song, Someday We'll All Be Free. You know I follow God, so you should follow me. Tweet at DEF CON, now we pass three. uniforms but that's about it no there's a lot of things that i love that i love that i love that i love (laughs) that's the end (laughs) he includes alex jones in his new song and uh leaves out two words that we obviously know they cut out about hitler that's the quote. There's a lot of things I love, says Kanye, about Hitler. And uh, he left it out, but, uh, man, he is insane. And uh, I don't know. You're young. You know, you're hip. You like that song, Iron Ed? No, it's uh, pretty terrible, to be honest. I think it sucks, but, you know, who am I to say? He's a billionaire. Montante might He's like me. it. And uh, everyone's looking for the lyrics. There's a bunch of relevant lyrics talking about, I mean, he, might, he turned that around pretty quick. Mm. Uh, but there's a lot of things, references in there to his crazy, insane, uh, recent rants and DEF CON and someday we'll all be free. You don't think you're free? <laughs> no kidding. Uh, but it was funny taken down, taken down, uh, right away from Instagram. You can find it everywhere, uh, other places, but all right, let's do Shay and let's get to, our NFL picks and the devastating news that the poor Boston Red Sox just couldn't afford to keep their shortstop, their veteran shortstop. It's a shame, you know, when small market teams just can't compete. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shake Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home. Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shea, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away. They put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense. This is an investment in your home. 
Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. There he is. There's Hello. our favorite degenerate, Montante. What's happening, my friend? Not much. Yeah, I was just listening to that whole Kanye album and uh, freestyling on the corner in Newark with a couple of buddies before I came on here. So <laughs> Again, very you're, topical. You're, you're young and hip. I'm neither of those things. Are you? Uh, uh, did you enjoy that? Do you like that song? Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, no, it sounds like you're in the loony bin at the end of that song. It's it's tough. It's tough. It's uh, Kanye gets harder and harder to defend. At this point, uh, you almost deserve a medal if you can even attempt to do it. So, See, I think... I know why so many young kids, young, whatever, young black kids want to be rappers. Cause they hear that and say, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> he made a billion yeah. dollars. I could do that. I mean, am I it's wrong? It's kind of like we see a painting where you just throw paint against it and it sells for, you know, 2 billion, but then you get older and you realize that painting is just the legal way to uh, move funds. To launder money. Yes. About the art. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of laundering money. You had a tough uh, week last week. Montante. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I'm a, I'm a man. I'm going to take accountability, but. For what it's worth, when Craig did the first ever show reversal, five minutes in, he goes back and changes Thursday night pick and just made just sand. Bad word. When he when he sandbagged me, um, <laughs> whoopsies. Uh, that set the tone. So let's never do that again, Craig. All right, I Craig is his streak His streak is alive though. Third, we're on to week thirteen. And Ironhead has not had a winning record. We picked four games. He has never gone better than uh, better than two and two. You went two and two last week, right, Ironhead? Basically every week for like ever at this point, I've been two and two. No, no there was plenty of zero and fours. Yeah, there. that was the start. Never that was just the start. A winning record. So we are the suspense is building, man. Could you go a whole season without a winning record? I mean, just throw Here, a yeah. dart against the wall. A monkey could pick a winner once in a while, right? I would think so. Uh, I th this is the week. This is the week four and I'm going to call it. All right. What order do you want to go in, Montante? Should we let him go first? No, let's let him keep doing what he's been doing. Let's not change anything. <laughs> We're creatures of habit. All right. First game, Las Vegas at uh, the Rams. Las Vegas is a six and a half point favorite, if I have that right. Yep. You're right. Uh, it's hard to pick. I mean, do you, do you, what's your feeling on streaks, Montante? Because Vegas has won three straight. The Rams have lost six straight. By the way, that's the first Super Bowl champion ever to have a six-game losing streak. The yeah, next year. And they're not just losing. They're, they're getting their butts kicked. Isn't Stafford out, though? Stafford's, Stafford's out, out. And uh, their, their uh, wonder boy, Wolford, is actually not even going to play. Right now, it's looking like Bryce Perkins is going to get the start for the Rams. And uh, Cooper Cup is out. Aaron Donald was out the other day. Is he still out there? I mean, they're decimated, so it's hard to pick the Rams. I'm going with the, uh, the uh, Raiders. Yeah, yeah uh, six and a half is under seven. Uh, the Rams look terrible. Bryce Perkins was bad at Virginia. He's even worse in the NFL. Uh, all things pointing to an easy win here with the Raiders. Not so fast. That's exactly why I'm taking the Rams. I think the Rams <laughs> win this game outright. So I'll take the six and a half. I'll be like the only person on planet Earth with the Rams, and I'll be sitting pretty watching this game. Uh, this is how you start 1-0. And I know, I know for a fact, Craig, don't get into it. I know you're taking the Raiders. I know it. See, I, I didn't want to. I wanted no. I, I wanted to take the Rams, then I went Raiders, and now I'm now I'm not sure because you know your wisdom. Well, now's not a great time to be not sure. I'm gonna Craig. go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with <laughs> Vegas. I think they're gonna uh, kill. Damn it! All right, Cleveland at Cincinnati. 
I like this game. I like this game because I want to. <laughs> I want to see Deshaun Watson embarrassed again. He hasn't paid enough of a price, but uh, Cincinnati coming off uh, a win over Kansas City, where they beat three straight times. Burrow has never beaten the Browns. He's zero and four against the Browns. That changes Cleveland. I mean, Cincinnati's a six and a half point favorite. I'm going with the favorite again. I'm going with the Bengals. Good. So not a lot of people know this. Deshaun Watson uh, has been my favorite athlete of all time. So it was a little tough the last few years, but uh, he is massaged up. He is rested and he's getting six points. This is way too many points. Yep. Uh, I will take Cleveland. I actually think Cleveland probably loses, but don't get greedy. If you're going to take Cleveland, take the points. Don't get greedy. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to take, uh, I'll take the six points here. I'm agreeing with Montante again. Uh, that was literally going to be my exact reason. I was like, he had a tough first week, but he got all massaged all week. A yep. new new masseuse every day, ready to go. No, he's only allowed to use the team masseuses, and they're probably guys, you know, big, strong, like Russian guys. It's, he hates that. It's a bunch of Montantes. They just, they just won't <laughs> massage his, you know, taint. That's his... <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of Baltimore been. at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh minus two and a half. Kenny Pickett's three and one. We don't know who's playing quarterback for Baltimore, do we? Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley, who stays, they were lucky to win the other day. Pittsburgh has won four in a row versus Baltimore, though. Pittsburgh's favored. Yeah. Two and a half. Pittsburgh at home at, at Heinz Field, whatever it is now, two and a half. Yeah. I'm taking Pittsburgh just to get it out there in the open so you guys uh, don't think I'm stealing from you. So go ahead, Montante, continue. You go, Montante. He's taking Pittsburgh. Yeah, so Tyler Huntley last year was actually very good when he had a full week to prepare. Um, obviously, he got thrown into the game last week, and it showed he was rusty. They were lucky to win that game. Uh, and everyone's coming. Everyone's hot on Pittsburgh at home. Uh, Kenny Pickett's looked really good, kind of coming to his own. But I remember Tyler Huntley from last year. I won't forget. And uh, this has the lowest over-under. And any time that you see the lowest over-under, it's always good to take the points just to be safe because they mean more. So I'll take Baltimore. Plus two and a half. What is it at? Good. I'm taking Baltimore only because Ironhead took Pittsburgh. That's my reasoning, my logic. Uh, New England at Arizona. Patriots are favored by a point and a half. Do I have that right? It's it's actually up a full point now to two and a half. Two and a half. Arizona's coming Mm -hmm. off a bye. New England's coming off absolute humiliation by the Bills at home. Uh, I have this, I mean, just the feeling you get, you know, when we talked about the other day with Brady is you just, he'll find a way. I mean, he finds a way. He's not good this year. His offense is is terrible. He was terrible for three quarters and he just found a way. I feel like this is one of those games where people have given up on Belichick and the Patriots and they will find a way, even though they're favored. I'm, I don't know why, but, uh, I think they bounced back from last week's embarrassment and I'm taking the Patriots. Yeah. If you're impartial here and you look at this line two and a half now, that's there looks like they're trying to bait the public into taking the team that you just had at home coming off a bye. Um, and I got a staff for you. This is going to be a tough one to follow. Jerry It's a tough one. Even for me, the Patriots are 12 and two against the spread the last 14 games following a double digit loss. So, Use that however you may. But um, yeah, I think the best-looking coach, he's number one. I think uh, Clifford – what's the name? Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is the hottest coach in the NFL. Uh, yeah. I think we might have a new guy next year because I think – I don't know if he makes it this year. So he's on the hot seat. So, so give me gonna... give me Bill, minus two and a half, uh, walk into – what was it, Monday night game? Uh, yes. No, I, I think it, it was supposed to be Sunday night, but it got flexed out, I thought. No, oh, good, yeah. Lord game. knows we don't need to see Denver anymore. But, yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll take the Pats minus two and a half here. Um, yeah, the, I'm, I'm they, they don't flex games from Sunday to Monday night, Ironhead. I thought they were Sunday night and they got to the 425 spot. 
Is that is that the week after? That's a different game. That's a different week. Excuse, I excuse me, excuse me. I only got part of it. I'm going with New England because they need to win the rest of the season if they want any chance. And uh, Mac Jones, I feel like he stinks when it's cold, and he's going to be in a hot state in a dome, so he's going to light it up, and the Cardinals are screwed. Oh, uh, damn it! Uh, Montante, you got a you got a big show coming up on your 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 podcast with with uh, Turtle Boy, or is, is it yeah, in the can? Yeah. Turtle boy who uh, moved to masturbation, man, um, at, at some point last year. But no, it was good. We uh, we released it this morning. Uh, good numbers, good things. It was good talking to him. Was it like three hours long? Like you like to go? You think you're Joe Rogan? No, no, no we we could have went. He he actually talked for like twenty minutes before we even hit record. Um, so we think we did a nice eighty minutes, a nice nice clean eighty minutes. Nice clean eighty minutes. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it because you know what, Turtle Boy's on a roll. He had so he had a couple of great blogs yesterday. Uh, he's uh, he's kicking ass. Uh, there he is. We got to wrap this up. Uh, congratulations. Thanks, Matante. Congratulations to the. Uh, San Diego Padres signing uh, and Brittany Griner. Bogarts, Xander Bogarts to an 11, is it 11 years, 11 years, 280 billion, 280 million. You know what? Some small market teams just can't compete. The poor Boston Red Sox. How are they supposed to keep up with the Padres? It's a real shame. I just looked it up. The latest Forbes number Red Sox are worth 3.9 billion. They're worth almost 4 billion. Uh, and uh, the owner just does. You know what? I don't think they like paying the the, the the players of color. You know that's the problem with the Bazooties. They just don't like the. They're going to let Raphael Devers walk too. They they Ooh. they have a problem. You know with uh, with with these people with these players of color asking for their fair market value. They can't stand it. Oh, but did you know they had the biggest BLM sign in the world? Did you know they had drag queens throw out the first pitch? They're a super woke team. They just don't have a shortstop now. It's an embarrassment. The Red Sox are an embarrassment. They just, uh, they're just not even trying to compete. The Yankees have three guys who have contracts over 300 million. And, uh, that's their, that's their, still their rival. And they are just going all in and the Red Sox are, uh, just trying to make a living. That's what they're trying to do. It's, it's embarrassing, but that's what you got. I'm not sure how anyone could root for these people. The Pazooties are just awful, terrible people who pro, who showed Red Sox fans, they don't give a damn about you. That's, that's pretty clear. They got a soccer team. They got a hockey team. They got a car racing team. They don't really care about the baseball team anymore. And any comment from minority owner, LeBron James as the Red Sox, let another uh, uh, minority walk away. Any comment, LeBron, anything no, sounds no. like, you know, the, uh, the, the owners might be, I don't know, racist as F. Would that be accurate, LeBron? No, no. All right, we got to move. Thanks to everyone for watching and listening. Thanks to everyone for uh, going to OmahaSteaks.com, CallahanCoffee.com. Get your uh, get your shopping done easy. Uh, but we will leave it there. Thanks, Montante, and thanks to you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning only on Locals. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.